How's going on? My name is Ricky Senpai and welcome to episode 20 of the Nijin Crossover Podcast. With me, I have the resident sensei as always, Simba. Yo, what's up, everybody? And for today's show, we are excited to dive into a wide range of topics we have been wanting to get to over the past few days. Uh, but before we get into that, I just want to ask Simba, man, how has your how's your busy week been, my friend? <laughs> like you said, man, it's been busy. It's yeah. I, last week, I was just real full on of school. Eh? Um, the last week of, of the term always seems to be like the busiest. Uh, especially mm. with our school because we've got like a lot of events on for the kids and stuff. Like a lot of fun days and like fun like team challenges and stuff where the houses like, you know, go against each other. Um, mm. But yeah, man. And they're just wrapping up reports and everything like that. Um, assessments, everything like that. It's, yeah, that's pretty much what my whole week was consisted of. Consisted of, yeah. Um, now I get to celebrate, oh, not celebrate, but now I get to enjoy a two-week holiday, um, mm. as usual. Uh, so, yeah. What about you, I man? Sound, you've had, sounds like you've had a busy week. Yeah, bro. So busy. Way too busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. You got like a two-week holiday off now. Yep. Two weeks? Two weeks, hey? Two weeks. Still two weeks? Yeah. Two weeks. Oh, man. That's good. Well-deserved break. How about you, um, Yeah, I've been busy as well. Uh, just the work. Uh, I'm still nursing like a really, like, like bad, bad, like a really bad back ache. Not well, lower back, but like my upper back. Mm. I went to go see a doctor um, last week, and it was like I just pinched a nerve real bad. Yeah, I think that's why they say like sometimes things are like a two man lift instead of a one man. Hey, lifting too much. Lift but... I think it's just my age, bro. I think it's my age. <laughs> You know, us, oh, well, me, bro, no, being you, bro. <laughs> yeah, just nah, it's me, man. I do. I'm fresh on my back so bad, so bad, but I'm just noticing like a real, like, funny feeling. Like, it's not like because it's not like a lower back pain, like normal people. This is mm. like a pain, like an upper, lower lat. Is this a misdorsy? It's part of your back for people who uh, don't know what that is. Science fanatic, yeah, but um, nursing that and just. Because my little brother had his polyfest stuff during this weekend. Oh, yeah. He's like, bro, he is... The amount of things that you still need to do for that, like, it's... it's shit. So much <laughs> formalities and stuff you need to do for that. I had that out of the way and just to work as well. So, yeah, I'm excited to finally be in here and getting some content out. Oh, out up, man. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, it hasn't been a while, man. It's only been a few days, bro. Seven days. <laughs> Seven days? Seven, six days. If you if you people catch up with us on our socials and that, then we've been pretty active on that. Um, mm. But in terms of a podcast, um, it's only been like a couple of days. But nonetheless, we are here to record and um, get this content out for you guys. So beginning with our first topic, I'll run through our topics just to give you guys a broad overview. And then we get into it. our first topic we'll be diving into is, as you guys already know, we are fans of Xbox here and Microsoft here at Nijins Gaming. But recently, there has news that come out via game, a GameSpot article that PlayStation could have a counterpunch to Xbox Game Pass. That is big news because um, after the amount of uh, crap we've been throwing on PlayStation, this may be a uh, this may be a comeback for PlayStation, but we'll see. Uh, number two, we will dive into the anime segment of our show, and that is a new show called Anime uh, called Tokyo Revengers. And Tokyo Revengers is a new anime that just came out on Crunchyroll. But it has a it has a cult following because people love do love the manga. So we're gonna mm. give our thoughts on it, whether or not we think it could be one of those hit shows that could blow up like Jujutsu Kaisen did. 
And then yeah. we will dive into um, the My Hero Academia, the, the latest episode that we watched. So that isn't the newest one that just came out. It's the one just before that. And third, we will dive into our Destiny 2 comeback. Destiny 2 is a game that's synonymous of uh, me and Simba. Because um, it's a game we've, we, we've mm. played consistently since 2014. It's going on its seventh year now. And that's a long time to be playing uh, a video game for that long. So we... Me and Simba, we dive into, we dive back into Destiny and we give our experience and what we think um, the game has changed because me and Simba stopped playing just before Beyond Light came. Oh no, when Beyond Light came, we didn't pick up the game just because there's a lot of things we were really unhappy with. Mm. And we give you our hot takes on that. And lastly, we've got a couple of extra snippets of news that I think you guys would really, really love to hear and because we do as well. So... Let's get into the podcast. So, number one, Simba, my question to you is: There was recently news that came out from GameSpot that PlayStation potentially could have a counterpunch to Xbox Game Pass. And just to give a bit of context um, on that for you, is that it was actually a leak from it was actually a leak um, on a GameSpot article. They, they're not really specific on 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 um, the specific details on it on like like a like a name or something for it but it was recently revealed that playstation has been keeping quiet because they they might have a uh potential working it's not confirmed yet so you know we don't want to get the news wrong you know we're not saying it's coming but there is talks that that's the reason why sony is so quiet um nowadays but yeah, what's your thoughts i want to i want to ask you that what, what are your thoughts on this and do you think that playstation if done right they could potentially you know, hit back harder than Xbox Game Pass? Um, I don't know. I think there's, you only have a few PlayStation exclusives. So I think like, because you know how you have the games that are shared between both consoles, like mm. Xbox has already done it. Yeah. So it has to be something like really good or really unique um, to PlayStation to make it an actual counter like counter offer because you can't really just offer the same games um you know on your game pass like i feel like the only games that could be unique to playstation's kind of counterpunch would be like uh capcom games maybe mm. um and maybe some square enix games and obviously the playstation exclusives um and that but like what what xbox has already done is that they've already kind of got games from all over the place um mm. and they've already secured that for for people who already own an xbox or who have game pass so yeah. it'll be pretty hard for playstation to come back i don't I, I i i remember like um playstation used to have like a a streaming service but it was only open to i think america mm. it was called playstation now and like you just it was pretty much like a netflix like you chose a game but you streamed it off of their like um their service so yeah, for example you could like play tick and tag tournament two um and you, you could only play it by streaming it off this their service um yeah. and that's, it was kind of like a netflix playstation kind of thing but yeah no nah, like i said man it has to be something unique um so you either have to be you either have to love playstation exclusives and be happy that it's like being offered on their game pass um yeah. or like i don't know it's just going to come down again to like, like I said, it's hard because Xbox has already done it. Like, for a counterpunch, you can't just do the same thing that they're doing. Hmm. Or like for a counterattack or whatever. But, like, um, I remember, like, when you said this article to our group, 
chat. Um, it's good because it drives the competition, and it, you know, the more competition there is, the more like better each console is gonna get. Yeah, um, that's true. and that's Very good true. for us. That's always good for us. Um, just the only thing that matters is where do you actually stand. Like, oh, I just got an Xbox, and it's mm. so fucking cool. Like the Game Pass on there, the 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 games that you get on there is just amazing. Um, it's, it's almost like you, you you can't play it all. Like it's it's just overwhelming. And that's kind of mm. good because that's what you kind of want to feel like as a gamer. You want to be able to have options and choose like what games you want to play um, at your fingertips. But mm. yeah, man, like I said, PlayStation has to come out with something unique and different and not just offer the same games or offer games or for Game Pass. They have to make it like, yeah, really different. Maybe go cheaper. Maybe that's the yeah. that's the way that they can do it. Um, nah, they, they're not known for being cheap. Those guys. Yeah, exactly. So... I don't know how it's going to go down. I mean, like, Xbox has already created, like, a nice little ecosystem for themselves of PC and uh, Bethesda and then that cloud gaming. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. If, yeah, you have an, if you have an Android phone, you could play some Xbox games off of your phone, like, and it doesn't lag. So, shit, man. Like, Xbox is becoming, like, the iPhone of, like, the gaming gaming world right now where PlayStation is... Yeah. yeah, where PlayStation is kind of just, like... Yeah, they gotta figure out to do. They gotta try and do something, man. It has to be mm. good, like really good. But, bro, what do you, what do you reckon? I'm like I'm I'm on the same boat as you. Like, uh, I'm kind of adamant that um, if they do hit back, like you said, there has to be some sort of like better variety, and they need to come up with something not just releasing the same games. But here's why I think here's why I think where PlayStation I think would win is the fact that the fans are so loyal. The fans are absolutely mm. loyal. And like recently there was uh recently there was a news that came out a couple of days ago is that the PS5 is the fastest selling console in the US, like right. in the US and in its history as well. So considering the amount of people that brought consoles just in uh North America itself, this can set a trend where fans are loyal. Like when it comes to brand loyalty, PlayStation fans are one of the most f- like loyal fans in the world. So the thing is they could actually, once this comes out, they could all jump on its on on you know on its hype. And the thing is, like PlayStation people, like remember, it's not to take away from it being a great console because it's a it's a magnificent console in terms of power, and uh, you know just the way it, it outputs power and CPU, GPU, etc. They're almost identical with Xbox Series X. Mm. But I think the only thing that's that's the core difference is the fan base. You know, I I I, I really do think that the fans of PlayStation will honestly get behind the one-two counterpunch if something does come out. And that's the only thing I'm I'm not fearful for, but I'm happy because, like you said, you know, when there's more competition, when there's more competition, it just enables each other just to get better. Mm. But I think this is just good. But what I'm just real skeptical about is that PlayStation itself as a company have, you know, they never really have a good track record of like lately of really jumping behind like its its brand as heavy as Microsoft has. And maybe yeah. because Microsoft has a lot of money. Microsoft yep. as a company is mm. has a lot of money, so they can dish out for their young child Xbox. But hey, what's what's to say that PlayStation can't do the same? But it's just dumb because I feel like PlayStation is just it's just waiting in the wings. They don't really care because they've got a loyal fan base. You know, they've got a yeah. loyal fan base, and this it sucks because then like you you want to reward your loyal fan base. You know, like I mean, they gave they did give those fourteen games for free with PlayStation Plus. Yeah, but they they're, they're games that will they're most likely already played if they're loyal PlayStation users, you know. Yeah, they had. Yeah, that's true. 
so you want to have to be able to have like this game pass thing on playstation where like games just keep rotating in and out and i don't know i i, yeah. I hope it's true i really do hope it's true not for the competition but more for the loyal playstation users Man. who continuously try to defend that their console is uh the best console to buy right now and i'm just like bro you don't know man once For you buy value, an xbox yeah. yeah world just opens up the xbox man it's so many other things you know what i've just found out is that um xbox can actually um be used as like a emulator really yeah you don't have to model anything it's there's something called a developer menu on yeah. x the xbox series s or x um, and then you load up RetroArch, which is like mm. this one platform that, that can play all kind of like old um, old games in the past. And then you can run like um, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 games, um, Xbox games, uh, Nintendo, Game Boy Advance games, um, Sega, Nintendo, um, Super Nintendo. All those games can, can, can all be run on it. That's so, crazy. And it's a developer mode. So that means you just, you just have to get access to the... I think you have to pay like 10 bucks, I think, or 20 to unlock the developer mode for your Xbox. You, you pay Xbox mm. and then they give you like a serial number to enter into your console and then you unlock it and then you can just do different things with your Xbox. It's kind of like a, like a, not really hacking, but it's more like you have a little bit more control. Mm. Yeah. So you know how like, um, it's kind of like, this is how I compare it. Like, you know how iPhone, you can't really customize like much of the home screen. But mm. like Android, you can customize like a lot of it. You can change yeah, like different things. Pretty much. That's what it's kind of like, you know, with X with this develop developer yeah. menu. Yeah. That's crazy. But that's, that's just yeah, that's just something extra like that I just found out. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I can't believe that. I, that's the first I've heard of it. So mm. it's so it's it's in your series. You're able yeah. to access yeah. You it just have it. to you just have to pay a fee. That's a one time fee, and then yeah, you unlock it. Yeah, twenty. Twenty dollars. That's not bad. That's not bad. Are USD yeah. dollars or uh probably USD, so probably like thirty that's not bad. One yeah. But yeah, no, nah, it's yeah. I don't know, man. Like one of my mates he just bought a PlayStation five recently because mm. Noel Leeming just um had some in stock and I just told him, man, like oh, what are you doing, bro? Like <laughs> he's gonna get the PlayStation and play the games that he already owns because mm. you know the library transfers um he'll unlock those 14 games for free and then mm. that's it like i think yeah. it's 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 because like yeah you normally when you get a console it's normally best to wait like a year or maybe mm. a little bit more than a year because that's when everything starts to kind of or get the second know, version or second version yeah <laughs> yeah because you the first version is like a kind of not a budget version but it's the second version that comes after is, is a better optimized version mm. just like bro the very first the the playstation that came out in 20 14 2013 bro that thing is so ancient and i remember um what's his name again uh blinks with his he his, still has his... it yeah bro that thing is so damn loud man it's just like a turbine i can't say a turbine center yeah. i think so loud but it's i think i That's brought pretty... the second gen one yeah uh, i think I mean you have the same one, one yeah the one terabyte the one terabyte yeah yeah that's actually pretty good. It's, it still runs as well. Is your yeah. still still going as well? Mine still runs. Mine's still here. Yeah, that's good. It's still running hard. But uh, this is going to be for PlayStation. You know, I am going to get a PlayStation. You know, we're, we're not complete haters of PlayStation, but we do. You know, we 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 enjoyed our time at PlayStation. But it's kind of like we move with 
where you get the best deal. But New Zealand's always been a PlayStation um, country. You'll be getting your Xbox soon, eh? Soon. You know what I'm quite sad about is the fact that I haven't played... I haven't touched my Switch yet ever since um, I started playing uh, <laughs> Destiny. Destiny. It's crazy. <laughs> and I was playing my Switch like every almost every day. Wow. But uh, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Um, but yeah, do you have any more things to add to this uh, topic, Timber? Oh, I just... Yeah, I just hope PlayStation get PlayStation loyal fans get what they deserve, man. Because yeah, it's it's. I, f- I feel like in in terms of gaming, PlayStation should be leading the charge with this kind of stuff. It's been around longer, you know. PlayStation One, yeah. Xbox came out when PlayStation Two came out. So, but what I'm curious about is that what you were telling me about um, what's that game called? What you were talking about PlayStation is PlayStation now? Yeah. Is that still so on? Is that still going? I know I know that's still on. Like oh. I, I've heard about it, but like so is it like a it's a streaming service, so it's similar to Game Pass, but you, you pay for like a streaming service like Netflix and you stream it to your console? Yeah, so like you can only play the game off of their servers. Yeah. You can't you can't download the game <coughs> and play it off your Xbox. Like you need a internet connection to play playstation now so like for example even if you play like a one player game like resident evil 4 <clears throat> you still need internet connection because you're streaming it off their servers it's like you know how um when you when you share your gameplay on playstation and you can there's that thing where you can allow them to take control yeah yeah it's like that yeah and how much is the service to do you know how much is it? i don't know i can't Probably remember like subscription based thing eh? it is subscription based yeah yeah. But I don't know if they're still going. I I try to. I did those ones where I tried to create like an American account and try mm. and like um access it, but it was um they they could they knew that my internet was too, I was too far away from the American service. That's stupid. So if if you're in America, <coughs> if you're in America, then it works for you. If you're not, then it's kind of hard to. Yeah. That doesn't um, make sense, man. Yeah, but people have been saying even in America, like it's not a reliable um. Service, service anyway yeah because yeah. it's a streaming service that's crazy yeah so oh wow well moving on to our second subject now second subject is um it's an anime like we here at uh gaming we like to kind of you know dabble around you know new animes that come out just because um with new shows comes new ideas and new things that you know that we can hopefully enjoy the same thing that happened with us with Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, it was one of the new show. And, you know, at first, a lot of people may be kind of skeptical if it was going to be a good shonen, but it ended up being the anime of the year uh, mm. for, you know, for 2020. Ended up being the anime. And it was the most, it was polled by the internet as the top anime um, of 2020. So, you know, we want to make sure that when new series come out, we want to say we were there at the start. So Tokyo Revengers is one of those, one of those animes that we, that we wanted to get into just so you know we can say we were there at the start just so we can see everything built from the very beginning and you know to keep our anime um our anime once going so with tokyo revenges um the story so pretty much the story it's pretty much an isekai is what it is you know your character takemichi is eventually killed you know same way that an isekai starts you know normally a bus hits you or a car hits you but it begins off with takemichi about to die he's about to get hit by a train and he's instantly pulled back about 12 years ago in his life where 
he has to save the life of his then ex-girlfriend Hinata Tachibana, which is quite weird because when I say Hinata, it's like a because boys are named Hinata as well, eh? And then girls yeah. are named Hinata. So, so I, it's one of those names like Shannon. You know, you got okay. boys named Shannon. You oh, got yeah. a girl named Shannon. Um, so it's, it's it's yeah, confused. You know what? Never mind. It was confusing. <laughs> so to what me and someone want to talk about is what we think about the first episode, and if we think that this may be a series that people might enjoy. So Simba, what are your thoughts? Do you think the series of Tokyo Revengers is something that fans might re- really enjoy? Or if not, why do you think it's it's not a series that people enjoy? I think it's interesting. I think it's got a good um I mean like cause I um I like time travel. I like I like things that have time travel in it. So um yeah. when I when I realized that um yeah he that he time traveled and then he came back and then like what he did in the in the past affected the future like yeah it just opens up like the anime for like so many possibilities like it's not um you know restrained to like time events yeah and 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 it could like it it, and and things like that always it always um what is it it always gives opportunity for like good twists and turns and stuff to happen in anime so as soon as i as i I knew there was a time traveling um, anime like immediately i'm like fuck it's gonna be a good series because you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know if That's there's other, any other time travelers you don't know um you know because i, I i'm guessing that um is it nayoto nayoto the friend the brother uh, the brother the, yeah brother? so yeah. like it seems like they're gonna be the first two to have this time traveling um like little team you know and then they're gonna go back and try and change certain events and then like things that might pop up is like there might be other time travelers that already exist uh they might come into a t- they might um come to a point in the anime where things are just inevitable like no matter what mm. they do like things just have to happen and i feel yeah. like that's what might happen with um with uh hinata maybe mm. that they they might go through all these efforts to try and um save her that at the end of the day, like, you know, sometimes things just have to happen. And if it doesn't happen this way, it's going to happen another way. Um, so, yeah, I like the, it was so funny. Like when he woke up 12 years ago, like, like different hairstyles that him <laughs> and his friends had. <laughs> I thought, bro, I thought he was young. Like, or, like when you first see him, he looks young. He looks, yeah, then, yeah. He looks older than me. Yeah. I was like, bro, this is weird. When, when, when he woke up um, in the, in the train, I actually thought that like he was he became like someone else. Yeah. He didn't even look like it, but they're like yeah, that was his friends back in the day. And I was mm. just laughing cuz um <laughs> even like you know them trying to find like people to fight they're like oh tough and then these third years come along and like show <laughs> them give them a full on hiding, man. <laughs> Bro, that's a sad hiding. They really did show them getting their ass warm when the third years came. <laughs> Yeah, man. It just yeah, it it was it was good. I think it was a good episode. Um, I'm I can't wait. I know the second one's already up, so I can't wait mm. to watch the second one. But I think this might have the um, it might be a really big anime. Um, mm. a lot of people are used to like you know, shonen and um, you know the, all the all the fighting and stuff. But it's kind of good to have something like with a little bit of a yeah, a little bit of a like twist of time travel and stuff. You know, it kind of reminds me of Death Note in a way. Not really, but yeah. like, you know, it's something different. It's not all about fighting. It's about like, you know, manipulating time and changing events and all that kind of, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So 
Yeah, definitely that's exciting, cool. man. Definitely exciting. Because, that, bro, that's that's almost the same. Like, um, Isekai is is the I think the first big Isekai that was made a lot of get that made it famous uh, was Sora Online. So mm. shows kind of similar to that. Like, it's it's like well, in my opinion, like for us, it's still like a relatively new kind of genre because you know we don't really watch Isekai. Like, it's not really like our bread and butter. Um, but from judging from what we've already seen from Tokyo Revengers, in terms of building up a story, you know, I was quite surprised that it took just one episode to get to almost the meat and potatoes straight away. Yeah. You know, like it didn't take like two, three, four, maybe five episodes to to get to him where he gets run over by a train. Mm-hmm. But it immediately happened like, you know, five, ten, ten minutes into the series. And, you know, he's left reflecting on his life, which is usually what happens when you're about to die. They say that you end up reflecting um on all the things that you've done in life and whether or not you have any regrets. So this was a good way um, to get your point across. Probably my favorite part was when he didn't really realize who, how much his ex-girlfriend Hinata meant to him. He's no, he, he's kind of, you know, the, the first shot he's inside his room and he's got all this, like all like these, uh, you know, these uh, friendly magazines all over the place. He's got yeah. like junk food all over <laughs> noodles and he's just lying there watching TV. And he finally hears of a murder of a young female that dies. And that's when he finds out that that's his uh, his ex girlfriend. Yeah. So I really love the fact that um he eventually when he went back in time, he went back just to find um his ex girlfriend. And yeah. when he when he went to knock on her door and she came to the door, he just started crying and just he didn't realize the well he nothing didn't realize why he was crying. But mm. that was that was pretty cool. But like I said, we're not really isekai fans, but it's it's very much similar to how erased kind of um. Like traveling back in time and having to change events that happened mm. uh, in the past. So it's crazy. I really do think, to be honest, I'm not really giving it high hopes at the moment. I'll probably give, I'll probably will say that right now, I don't think it'll be that popular just yet. Maybe give it a few episodes and let his character, Takamichi, kind of grow on you. Because yeah. he is kind of like a traditional, just the same kind of carbon, you know, carbon copy of of every other kind of you know isekai character you know but you know it's left to be seen hopefully we do get you know hopefully we do get good episodes so me and you will definitely watch it and we'll see how yeah. it goes we'll follow yeah. along yeah it'll be cool mm. it's good because it's the first time we've kind of like done like a brand new anime you know we've done like attack on titan or we're doing my hero and then this is the first time we've kind of like done like a brand new one that's just, just off the bat just yeah. not knowing yeah which is cool, man. Which is really good. We wanted to maybe do Boruto. Like, Boruto. no, hey, like, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Boruto, but just the story or where it is now and what people sing in the manga. It's like you said before. We like Boruto because of how they integrated like um, our favorite characters from the past. Yeah, I just want to see that. Even though Boruto's a snot nose, it'll be good to see our, our old, um, our old favorites there again. I've heard it's come a long way already. The Boris yeah. series. So like what, over 200 episodes now or something like that. Yeah. So a lot has happened. I don't know if it's canon, but mm. a lot has happened since we kind of left it. Because yeah. I, I remember the last episode I saw was um, when Asuma's daughter mm. versus like one of Hidan's like um, worshippers or something. Hidan still has worshippers? Yes. Or like, well, who do they worship? Something. They worship like this this god, um. But it's like Kiran's like, huh? The one you worship too. You worship. Them. <laughs> I was hoping you tell me because you know. Like, 
But that's the last episode I saw, and that was yeah. quite a while ago. So that's a little bit while ago. Yeah. Moving on to our second anime topic in our anime segment, and that is My Hero Academia. Mm. And we are talking about season five. Season five, I won't say season four. We're talking about season five and the arc. You know, this is the training arc between 1A and 1B. So things have just heated up, and we are introduced to a new character. Not a new character, but we hadn't, we hadn't seen him since the first tournament arc where that was back in season two, I think. Season two. Mm. I'm sure season yeah. two. Back in the tournament arc. The that character, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Shinso, wait, not Shino. It's Shinso. Shinso. Yeah. So we're introduced to Shinso. He makes his grand entrance, and for some reason, I always thought because we are anime watchers only. Um, I just recently started reading the manga, but we are kind of basing this off the anime uh, to keep things relevant. But the thing I was I, I was kind of shocked about was that I thought Shinso was in class with me the whole entire time. I didn't realize he was he wasn't part of one B. Oh, I like thought he, he was. was. No, 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 he wasn't. Oh. He was from a lower class. He was from a lower class and lower class. Yeah, yeah. So he's actually showing up there to earn his place. So right. before before we dissect that, you know, I just want to lay down some groundwork before I let you take over. So that episode, I think, um, tells a lot about what's going to happen during this arc. So, Simba, what are your thoughts of what what are your thoughts on the episode, and what do you think um, so far of um, how they introduced Shinso, and if 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 you are excited to see his growth man it's it's cool um the the episode um you know uh, the the beginning of the episode i think is when um midoriya talks to all might yeah and then they and he kind of gives them the yeah i had that had that dream and then all might's like yeah i had i remember having that dream too so it's kind of cool how they could connect like in that way uh, cuz yeah. it kind of seems like everyone who has the um one for all power like they go through that stage that that dream so mm. I, i'm actually i'm actually excited to see what happens with that and see what happens um as, as the series go goes along um yeah. but that was cool because i remember the the last episode we talked about was the actual dream mm. um and then that was just kind of cool like a little cool follow-up that he actually went to all might and said yeah i had the dream and i saw like your your what's it master no nah, it's not master your what do they call it? his mentor? Mm. Yes, they saw All Might's mentor, and then and that was, that was pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that one, that, yeah. That was pretty cool, and um, uh, and then I I loved the part where they they introduced One uh, B, like they kind of introduced it one by one, as mm. well, like with all their quirks and all that kind of stuff. We know we know Class One A already, um, and it's kind of cool how they've got like the 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 way they set up the tournament. And then, mm. um, and then Shinzo, Shinzo comes in, yeah. And fuck, he he just looks like a badass. Like he looks like a he looks like a Aizawa, almost. He kind of like, got like the same vibe, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, like you you just don't mess with this guy. And then um, yeah, I I, I thought he was one B. That's what I that's what I, I initially thought. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. So, but that's interesting that you said that 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 he's there to earn his place. So, does that mean that if he does well, is he going to go to one B or one A? Um, I think that's that's his chance to prove whether or not he belongs in either of those classes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I like this way that they split the teams, as well. Um, yeah, and oh, 
and the the the, the core thing that I like probably my favorite thing about this episode was when we actually got to see Shinzo use his power because I think yeah. that's where the episode ends when mm. I, I don't I don't know what the name of the thing is but it was like this big monster I think it looked like a Sasquatch or something or like a Yeti kind of thing and he's about to kind of attack Shinzo and um the other guys and then like you see Shinzo like playing with like his mask because mm. he's got his mask thing, and I'm and I'm just guessing like um he uses some kind of like sound waves to kind of like you know those um sound waves that you can't really hear you mm. know like the high decibel like high things pitch high pitch stuff yeah that's all i'm guessing because i haven't read the manga so i'm guessing that he kind of like adjusts something in there and he kind of like um you know he he's able that's how he's able to brainwash that's what i'm thinking and then and then kind of like my thought process after that was like, man, what happens if he versus Midoriya? Like, Midoriya has to be kind of, like, really quick to try and catch him off guard, to try and beat him before he brainwashes. I'm just, Midoriya I was just did trying... beat him. Midoriya did beat him. He did, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Tormanak, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm... Yeah, I'm just... I'm just... I don't know. I just don't know how it's going to go. Like, you were saying... I remember you saying before that, like, this arc is not really, like, the most exciting one, but I always love it when they always rest each other. I always love it when they're fighting you know they're, they're fighting each other the different classes um so yeah I'm, I'm excited i remember i told you i was going to read the manga but i haven't mm. i haven't had time to read the manga yet so I yeah know. i mean it's <laughs> when i and when i said it wasn't exciting it's because it's like in terms of the story yeah like it's 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 kind of back and forth like if you because immediately it's always after a big event they're back to you know training and you know refining rekindling something of their past and then it goes back into but you know i'm i'm just maybe because i was just wanting to for it to hit the big the next the next season is gonna be probably your fair season or everyone's fair season that's when we finally get the meat and potatoes that we've been wanting but um i really enjoyed it i really do think shinso is a good character and like i said i was the same as you i was shocked when i when i found out that he wasn't part of 1B or part of 1A, he was actually just a uh, really outstanding, really a outstanding uh, individual, which is why they brought him on so he can challenge for a place. But just based on what we've seen already, man, he's he's surely earned, like, I'd rather him there than uh, Minata. You know Minata? I think the little guy from uh, Class 1A, and he has, like, the balls, and he pulls it off his head and he throws oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, he, I think he's just there for just his... Because like, people are complaining that he's too much of a perv, but... It's um people don't understand like Japanese like anime culture. There's there's there has to be one sort of over the top guy who really likes females, you know. Yeah. Like for example, Master Roshi. Mm. Um, but I really Shinto was mean. Seriously. He, I really do think he's a good character. But I like the balancing so far of the episodes. I was really skeptical that this season was gonna be really boring, but um to my amazement, it actually turned out pretty well. Mm. Um, them incorporating each character. A really big thing, like this, is why I really like the other, like the upcoming arc and reading into the manga because the character that I absolutely love so so much, something happens to him. But it's, and I think you probably kind of get the gist. You mean so something happens? Something happens to him soon, or happens uh, to him later on in the manga? Not soon. Later on in the manga, oh, my favorite right. character, something cool happens. But um, I think this is where everything is tying in really really well because the dynamics between one A and one B. 1A isn't really at the moment. They they've only kind of learned through trial and tribulation, you know, because bad things happen to them and they learn. But 1B, they've slowly progressed. You know, they've 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 worked their way hard to not be overshadowed by 1A. 
Because one A is like the, the dialing class, you know? It's yeah. the class that's for everyone and one B is just kind of like a sidekick. But um, I'm the same as you, man. I love Shinso. Um, just like you messaged in the group, Shinso is such a badass character. And I think it's just, you're right. He is kind of like um, Aizawa in a way. Yeah, he's got that vibe, eh? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely got that vibe. Just someone so, you don't mess with. And that's such an OP, like, quirk. Like being able to erase someone's mind. Like, mm. shit, that's, that's, I, that's pretty strong. And that's why I don't believe, like, I find it hard to believe that he's lower than 1B and 1A. Like, surely that kind of quirk, like, I find that quirk more useful than, like, sellotapes on your elbows. Yeah. Yeah, but I think <laughs> because it's a hard quirk to master, I think that's why it's taking its time to kind of. Oh, uh, that's why? Okay. I, get, I understand that. Quirks. Yeah. Like, Lemelion's, like, um, Meteor, my favorite yeah. character, his, his quirk was so hard to, because. At any point where he kind of zips through things, or it can, if he doesn't do it right, he loses a hand or loses his head. Mm-hmm. But you see how he effortlessly like falls in between like different things. Like I think harder crooks are harder to master. Just like our boy Deku, yeah, he, he's he's probably his his crook literally destroys his body each time he uses it. That's true. Oh, well, dude, I guess when you say it like that, mm. if you haven't mastered your powerful quirk, then you don't really deserve to be. In those classes, eh? But I like Bakugoi, like Kachan, like his, he's, he's, I like the fact that he's just the same character all the way through. Yeah. He's just ang- like aggro, like intense. Like, Always angry. <laughs> but that's why he plays well, he plays well with um, Kirishima. Yeah. Because they're still kind of like, they're, they're like sweet, sweet and sour, but they, they work well together. Yeah. That's going to be cool, man. There's like an alternative world where fans, um, with fans kind of played out where Red Riot, like Kirishima, is the protagonist, the main really? protagonist. Instead of me, don't yeah, but he's got a big following, bro. Like he's got like a like a cult following. Like you remember the episode where him and Fat Gum were fighting, um, Fat Man, Fat Gum, I forget, Gum yeah, Man. Yeah. The, they're what fighting it? in that um, yeah, I know fighting Rappa. Yeah, yeah. I think his his name is Rappa. Yeah, Rappa. Yeah, yeah. Rappa, Rappa. Bro, see that that kind of interaction that you have with um Kirishima, I love that. Mm. And that's that's the a lot of people are saying that he should have been because his backstory is kind of sad as well. He kind of, you know, his his backstory is mean. So yeah. So you really like this episode? You really think this is setting up for setting up well for the for the training arc? Yeah, man. I think after this I'm gonna go watch the other episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See the latest one. But yeah, man. And I like the way that it's I like like you said, the pace. Mm. Of it's kind of going pretty well. Like they've kind of just jumped straight into it now that they've started versing each other. So I hope there's no like fillers. I don't think there will yeah. be. Um, nah, but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully there's no fillers. <clears throat> Anyways, moving on to our final topic, uh, final segment of the podcast. And this, this, this topic is something that we probably didn't think we'd talk about after so long we actually thought that our careers and destiny is over but you know what that's that's there's more to be written in our destiny journey you know so for the last seven years destiny has a game has been a game that's kind of thought us in many ways you know we there was many times where we kind of pulled away for a couple of months then we came back and that's happened like a like a love-hate relationship but that love-hate relationship eventually came to a more loving relationship over the past couple of uh, weeks because we did decide to finally make our way back to Destiny 2. Um, Destiny 2 is a game that we we 
that we identify with so much because it's a game that we've played since 2014. So it was quite a, a, a weird experience having to go back after being away since November when Beyond Light launched. So me and Simba, we're going to dive into Destiny 2 and talk about, I think, the reason why we decided to jump back into the fray. And number two, what we think so far of the changes that Destiny has done and if we like them. So Simba, what are your thoughts? What are your th first impressions and what are you liking so far um, with the amount of time you've played on Destiny 2 so far? Man, I'm, I'm loving the story at the moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, good, man. Like, we missed out so much. Like, um, there's this, I think one of the part where I like lost my shit over um, was um, early in the Beyond Light story when you meet up with the Traveler. No, no, not the Traveler. You meet up with um, the, the Stranger. Stranger, um, yeah. And Eris and you meet up with Drifter. what's his name? Drifter, yeah. yeah. And they all they they've already like harnessed the darkness power. They've already kind of like used it mm. in a way, which is so fucking cool because you're like, you know, you're you're spent like this whole time like mastering the light and um, you know, just staying on that side, staying on the safe side. And then like you've got these three like rogue like um guardians who've kind of like gone out of their way to kind of like master something that you know shouldn't be touched or tampered with and then yeah. and they've just come out there and, and you there's a scene in destiny where you we meet up with all three of them in like a little cutscene where they're just throwing out their darkness powers here and there like having each other's back and like just like operating like a full-on fire team that's fucking mean bro like <laughs> and even even the antagonists i forgot i forgot i forget her name which one? She's the Cal, the Cal antagonist. Aramis. Aramis, yeah. Fuck. He's mean, bro. Like, I haven't gotten to the point where I verse her, but like, just her, just her style of like, how she, um, how she had that, had that little, um, interaction with the health judgment guy. What's his Varix. name? Varix. Varix, yeah. And like, you know, freezes him up, like, on that thing and like, be like pretty much telling him like you know this is the power that we have and we're gonna rise up and we're gonna like you know defeat all defeat everybody um they just mean and she she wants to give that power to like all her other like you know subordinates and stuff and, and it's, it's funny because when you're playing the game and you come across for the very first time you come across like um her subordinates that have that power like it's really hard to kill them like the first time you, you you do it, and then after that you get your you get your your um your taste of wielding the darkness, and fuck, it's mean. Especially if you're a warlock, bro, you got like this stuff, and you're just like <laughs> like shooting all these darkness like things, like and freezing people, and like your grenade is like a wall as well. I was like, shit, man, that's and and you can do so many things with it. Like it just opens up like a new like way of playing Destiny now with stasis, mm. you know. With, with that stasis mode so like yeah man and i feel like i don't know what, what i think they changed like from from when last time we played they've changed like the the menu they mm. kind of like made it a little bit more dark so that your character stands out like it's like a light shining on your on your guardian like in your when you're trying to change your gear and stuff and change your gear just yeah. little things like that you know like it, it shows that destiny like refining and changing things around um Another thing I like is the you can you have a chance to claim exotics that you missed out on, mm. and that there's like a like a little vending thing near the vault, 
Um, and he, yeah. if you trade in certain materials, you can pick up like an exotic where you normally have to do like a whole quest line for it. Oh, quest um, for a day. Yeah, which is kind of like cool because like that means with, with us who missed out on some of the exotic quests back then, we can actually get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's just so much to do now in Destiny, and I, I haven't I haven't touched on the um strikes yet. But mm-hmm. I know that there's like some old strikes that you know some personal favorites of ours like the Sepix Prime, no Sepix Prime, Sepix Prime, and then the one where the, you go underneath the bunker and you fight that um that big massive like rate like with a race. Oh, I forgot. Um, yeah, like shit. There's just so much, so much in Destiny already that like, and like we haven't done the raid yet. The the deep something crypt deep stone deep stone crypt yeah deep stone and then next season which is like in like less than a month i think um the vault of glass mm. will be coming up which is yeah, cool that's too. yeah yeah because that's yeah. something that yeah. we that's our first raid that we started um, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see like whether they change up the mechanics or not or whether they keep it the same or you know do they bring out the guns the same way that they did before do they do they kind of like change it up a little bit because yeah, the the Vault of Glass guns, man, they were they were a legend, man. Like any gun, gun any gun you got from the Vault of Glass, like was always useful in anything. Like, oh shit, yeah, it's so good, it's yeah, so good. Yeah. I'm just having fun. That's all I can say about Destiny right now. Is that I'm just having fun with it, and yeah, I'm kind of happy. In a way, I'm kind of happy that I left it like this. Like, and then now I can go back and kind of like go through all the events that I've kind of missed out on. Kind of gutted I missed the last season I season maybe. of the hunt I think it was called yeah yeah but uh, yeah but I'm happy that this yeah they will come in now and then we've got like a lot to catch up on a lot of weapons mm. out there um sunsetting has been reversed which is mm. really good I don't know why they did it in the first place um but yeah all in all I think destiny's in a good place right now and I think if they just keep going like this like it's it'll it'll just make this people from destiny just appreciate the game a little bit more yeah because it is a good game it's got good lore good backstory it's got like all the backbones that you need to have like a to form like a really really good game and i think they just need to keep listening to their player base and yeah just don't do anything to stuff it up (laughs) stuff up but yeah that's true yeah i agree with you anyway that's that's my take that took a while but yeah all in all i'm just happy to be back yeah that's good it's good to hear that you're enjoying the game and um mm. it's 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 yeah it's good to see that you're enjoying it and finally you know getting back into it see a lot of the changes that Bungie has gone through to make the game better mm. which is cool that's what you want to see my thoughts on it so far is that um starting with the story and law story and law so far in terms of where it's at right now um i was quite shocked and, and not shocked isn't bad shock though it was in a good shock because I didn't see everything tying so well from Beyond Light up until the season of The Chosen, which is this latest season now. And because I just love the way that they've kind of built from Beyond Light, um, the story of the Deepstone Crypt, which, talk, which talks about the EXO and their past, and it eventually leads into Season of the Hunt, which talks about the Crow and how the Crow eventually is kind of reintroduced back into the world, and up to Season 13, which is Season of The Chosen, where you meet Kaido, and Kaido is the daughter of Callus and the the law and story so far they add up so well because this season if if once you get a chance to play through this season it really talks about um 
the positioning of why Cairo has come to earth and why and why she's asking for you know for the Guardian's help, etc. So the dynamic there to build good storylines so far is so good. Season of the Chosen uh, could be one of my favorite seasons of Destiny because it's 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 been heavily voice acted. That makes sense. Mm, so mm. there's a lot of interactions. That, apparently, this is by far the most interactions we've ever got for any season in terms of stories. So you hear a lot of Osiris talking to Saladin, you talking to Saladin, you you hear um, talk between Kaido and yourself, Amanda Holiday. So the story is there. And to hear the reason, like it's there's an assassination attempt on Zavala. So it's everything in season 13 ties into like a really good story. And that's what that's what made me come back in the first place, to be honest, Sima. Like I I I left the game because the story so far, like Beyond Light was almost kind of like a yeah, I wanted the story to do well, but I didn't really kind of I felt like it the the story came in a bit too too unexpected. Mm. Cause like I don't know, for me, like ice powers, essentially what stasis is, is, is it seems like ice powers, like I'm not really a big fan of ice powers. I think that's why I kind of just and I expected like when you have power from the dark. Like it's shit. I thought it'd be something similar to, to um to darkness a bit more because stasis is just essentially ice. You know, I'm yeah. not too sure. Is ice dark? No, not really. I mean, like I think the the connotation is that in darkness it's cold and. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I see what you mean. Oh, okay. Well, if if I mean shit, you're probably right. Um, and the dashboard and ease of use, everything that you like, you just explained. Like it's easier to navigate through menus. To get to your triumphs, uh, see your score, mm, yeah. look at um, quest lines that you need to do, and like you said before about the exotic quest that we there's now like a little area where you're able to go and pick up. Um, you know, it's quite expensive though. You need it's like really an exotic expensive. cipher, yeah. and you know, the it's not cheap, to man. It's not cheap. It's not cheap, but that's a good. And I've seen you're able to pick up um, past legendaries as well, like uh, pinnacle weapons, like mm. not forgotten and stuff like that, which is really expensive to get as well. So. You'll be grinding a, lo- a lot more for that. Um, PvP. I've, I've played a lot of PvP so far as well, jumping in. And um, I think my light level now, uh, 1271. One. Nice. nice. So the, the light level cap for this season is, uh, I think it's around 1310. 1310 and 1300. Is that what's so the artifact? Or? Um, I think that's with the artifact. Oh, and it's man, it's such a grind, man. It, normally, like it'll take you like a week to get up to speed, but they've really kind of made you work for it. Like, consider if if you haven't played it so far. Um, but PvP still feels kind of like it feels balanced. But the shotguns, like Falwinter's Lie, is there's going to be a big nerf coming to that. So Falwinter's Lie and one twenty RPM hand cannons. Yeah, and that that's like the what's that? Um, that's not even the one forty. You know how one forty uh, hand cannons is like spare rations and. Uh, so yeah. that's not the meta, it's the 120, so it's the slower the, um, stuff. Oh, what's it called? It's like the old-fashioned and stuff. No, no, old-fashioned's 140. Oh, is it? Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 120. Like, the part, this is slow. This is like the... What's the hand cannon? And it shoots so slow. And uh, I forgot what it's called. Hawk but it's Moon? real. <laughs> no, no, Hawkmoon's is 140. So think about it. It's not that. It's the one slower than that. Like, that's, oh, that's the wow. meta so far. That's crazy. Bruh, it's like the the gun's going off now. It's a steady hand, and it's a hand cannon from bottom dollar. Another hand cannon, and another hand cannon for that you get from uh, trials. So, oh, but right. they're, eventually, they're, both of them are getting nerfed because they're just extremely OP. And I run into it, and I'm I, I feel so I feel so outgunned. And I use like an auto rifle, and I've been using a hand cannon 140. 
and uh, stasis. Stasis is pretty OP in PvP. It's, oh my goodness! It's 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 it. And I get why, as the cross and half of the the Destiny community was complaining about stasis. Yeah. Because in PvE, mm-hmm. it's fun in PvE, but PvP, bruh, this thing is is so OP, man. Like sliding shotgun titans, bro, are so annoying, and hunters too, and warlocks. I think just the fact that you can get frozen in the middle of a game like that—that's oh, crazy. I hate that. I hate that. Stops your momentum, <laughs> bro. Because I use Sunbreaker Titan, so it's kind of counterintuitive. Like if you're kind of freezing, like someone who's on fire, literally on fire, stops you. Know? Stops the shoulder charges. Bruh, the short, honestly, shoulder charges aren't even your biggest. Like <laughs> in PvP right now, like shoulder charges have become so ancient, bro. It's not really like a. <laughs> I'm telling you now, Stasis, bro, is, is, is the OP and PvP. I jumped into Iron Banner. Iron Banner came out uh, last week. Yeah. I got I absolutely it. murdered, bro. Oh, it's, it's, bro, power level is is, is essential. <laughs> so you have to be at least 1 to 90 or something to stand a chance. Yeah, you need to be at least, because, yeah, you need to be at least there. Like, going in at one 100, like, 1,100, don't even try, bro. Not even 1,200. <laughs> Don't even try. Even where I'm at now, 1,270. That's 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 that does nothing. What's so the need... what's the level for the raid? You for the raid, uh, oh, I think the level for the raid is like 1,250. Oh no, 1,230, 1,220. Oh okay. For the deepstone, for deepstone crypt. Oh, um, that lasts this week. I still need to. We still need to make sure we we learn it properly before we ask that. <laughs> you we can find people who haven't done find, it before. Yeah, find some. Oh yeah. yeah, I'll find someone to run that through. Find strippers. Yeah, I'm uh, keen. I love Destiny, man. And I, you know, I've been waiting this whole week for the holidays just so that I can dive into it properly. Because yeah, I think I only played probably like four hours worth of it, mm. um, leading up to that part of the story. And shit, I just, I love, I, I like the whole snow. <laughs> I love the whole snow um setting. That was yeah. so cool. That the area that what's it called Europa. In Europa, yeah. Mm. Cool. So, so cool. I, I kind of wish they had like a like a fiery area, you know? Like, like uh, I like the Deadlands. Like, do you remember back in uh, the Rise of Iron DLC when you would explore like the, it's kind of like half Cosmodrome. I forgot the name of the area, but it's kind of like half Deadlands, half. Oh, uh, yeah. Of, yeah. I'm not sure. I wanted to have something similar to that, man, because I mean, ice is so like. Yeah, it's just ice, you know. There's nothing really cool about ice. Have what? Have you gone through your season pass that much? Yeah, I think I'm forty now. My season pass. Bah, nice. Quest stacking, bro. Shucks, you have quest. gone through a lot, then. Yeah. I need to try and finish yeah. it before. Before seasoning, so the ends in like three weeks, I think. It does end in three weeks. It does yeah. end in three weeks. So. Uh, probably the only thing I've, I've seen there that you're able to buy ranks, which I think is quite stupid. <laughs> so, like, you know, if you want to buy ranks, you can essentially, if you've got the money, bro, then you can spend like two, three hundred dollars to get yourself to max rank straight away. But that's not worth it. That's definitely not oh. worth it. Like, I love getting those the, little rewards when you complete quests. You lose the fun of the game when you don't play it that way because essentially you're paying to get your character 
maxed out but for the season but the the, the thing about it is that when you do that you deprive yourself of completing the quests that you need to do to get your triumph score up yeah so you've missed like a bulk of the game if you go through that route and mm. I, I but apparently they brought it in just so for people that are wanting to catch up who are so far behind they can just pay to, to you know <laughs> yeah to get through the season rank which is crazy i, I just I, I couldn't understand it so um <laughs> it's yeah you miss out on a lot of lore you miss quest lines particularly season of the chosen like the war like the war room where you go to at the helm and they've got a similar system to how they did the season of arrivals where you're able to um kind of focus your engrams uh, yeah, that. mm. yeah that's so cool you, you missed yeah. that that's so have you played a season of the chosen mission yet no, like the yet. battle of the battlegrounds no you've done the battleground oh, oh I, I ran into a battlegrounds event yeah um but i haven't done one for a story yet for a mission or this battlegrounds is pretty fun but the amount of fucking grinding the season is if you know doing it the way we're doing it you're gonna be grinding a lot of battlegrounds bro like insanely nice. god amounts and i thought yeah so bro me and you we've got a lot to play yep yeah <sighs> any final thoughts before we move on to our you know our quick news uh recap nah 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 bro i'm just i'm just having fun with destiny glad to uh be finally back into it and i just can't wait to see what else uh, what happens mm. from now on with destiny yeah that's mm. gonna be cool we, we could definitely make this a part of our podcast yeah. since we're playing and plus it's 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 always been our main game we've just happened to jump into other games to to grind out but yeah we will definitely uh keep you guys updated on our on our goings on destiny, destiny <clears throat> so moving on to this final segment here is just a news recap of the biggest news so far uh that we've come across and we have four for you guys you know four really easy digestible news pieces so number one, Lord of the Rings television series is being developed by Amazon. Ooh, um, heard about that? It's it's, but the cat here, here's the catcher. It's gonna cost four hundred and sixty-five million dollars US dollars to produce the first season, beating out Game of Thrones. Which Game of Thrones the the last season was around a hundred to one hundred and ten million dollars to produce that series. So it's it's being called by New Zealand's uh, as a New Zealand's. I think New Zealand's economic and tourism minister is the is the most expensive TV show ever made. I guess why is it's a lot of expensive. That's really expensive. So do you do you enjoying it? Do you think this is going to be a good thing for Lord of the Rings fans? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think Lord of the Rings have just it has a loyal fan base, and you know they've they had the original Lord of the Rings, and they had the Hobbit, and then it kind of just like you know there's nothing else for them now. So it'll be kind of cool to have like a series come in and reignite yeah. the the flames or the, the the sparks for Lord of the Rings fans. Yeah, I mean Tolkien. Tolkien will be J.R. Tolkien. The author will probably be quite amazed that his series, his books that he wrote, is has got has garnered this much attention that you're able to make a show from it. But four hundred and sixty-five million dollars. This is USD. So that's over half a billion dollars in New Zealand. That's New Zealand dollar. That's bro, that's spending that much at all. You could probably solve world hunger in a country by spending that much. But <laughs> you know, Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, he is not known to lavishly spend that much money on a certain yeah. project. So the fact that he's got behind and willing to spend that much money only goes to show that I think he believes 
and the popularity of Lord of the Rings. Oh, which definitely yeah. not. There will be. I, I can only I can only see it like people just just the loyal following of Lord of the Rings. Just people just coming back to watch it. Like it's mm. it's one of those things where you can invest money into and expect a return. That's what I think. Hopefully they expect it because, like, she's Game of Thrones. It was Game of Thrones deserved everything it got because it, it's it's it worked so well up to season seven. So I could see a, a price tag of one hundred million being justified. So you know, uh, Lord of the Rings hasn't been proven yet. So you know, let's see how it goes. Mm. Hopefully, how it goes. Second, Pokemon Go will be getting its first crossover with the Pokemon trading card game. So Pokemon Go will be getting a, a Pokemon. Yeah. Niantic announced that, uh, yeah, Niantic announced that the card expansion will be released in the summer of 2021. The crossover is intended to celebrate Pokemon Go's fifth anniversary, as well as the 25th anniversary of the Pokemon trading card game. I'm not even since you're our Pokemon uh, prof, uh, professor, it's it's how would they make a crossover for Pokemon Go for a card game? Like, is would they use the system or? I don't know. So let, let me reread that again so you can get a proper understanding. So Pokemon Go will be getting its first crossover with the Pokemon 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 trading card game. Niantic announced that Professor Willow would appear in the upcoming Who's Willow? You know he's, Professor he's Willow. A, he's a, yeah. In an upcoming Pokemon trading card expansion will be released in the summer of 2021. So how do you play Pokemon trading card games? I, I think how... I think you can play it online. Yeah. Um I don't know how the crossover event's gonna, how that's going to play out because like, Pokemon Go is just it's just one Pokemon and then you have a couple of moves and you have the high CP or low CP, and but with trading card games it's a little bit different. You have like specific cards that have specific moves for a specific Pokemon. Hmm. Um, yeah, shit. I I don't know how that's gonna work, but it seems like it is gonna work. It seems like they've got it all figured out. Um, maybe it's just like a, like you log into trading card, the Pokemon trading card game app, and then you, I don't know, share your Pokemon Go details, and then they give you like a special Pokemon or something, or Pokemon Go, and then you get a special trading card. But like, I don't see them trading with each other, like, because it's a different system, game system, and how it works. That's why I was shocked as well. I was wondering, like, man, what's, what, how, well, you know, well, that's just, that's news I stumbled across that I think yeah, I, I knew that you liked it. So maybe you can go, yeah. yeah you, you can, you can, you know, your, your Pokemon and Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. you can actually transfer them into Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm. Yeah, like that's what you can do. So maybe they're doing something similar almost. Maybe. Like that, eh? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That'll be, that's pretty interesting. I want to see how yeah. that goes. Yeah. Pokemon Go. Mm. Number three. Uh, so John Wick, the writer, and Amazon Studios said to make a housing live action movie. Housing. Interesting. Housing. The anime housing. Of Alucard. It's housing. Is it's 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 an old school anime. Old yeah. school anime. I think you've might have heard of it, but you haven't seen it. So it's it's one of those gory, really gory, like fan fiction animes. It's got like, a really cult following. Yeah. Just like how Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo, um has got their own like little cult following. It's similar to what housing is. The reason why I, I decided to pick this is that Amazon and John, the, the writer of John Wick, everyone knows 
Like everyone loves John Wick. The fact that they mm-hmm. come coming together to make a housing live action movie is amazing because housing not many animes like get people's attention, especially Hollywood style writers to make a live action. But the fact you've got Amazon and you've got like a actual like a I want to say prop because that's that's demeaning in a way because he, anyone who does screenwriting is a tough job. But getting actual Hollywood star a Hollywood um recognized writer to be able to write out a housing script and stuff is pretty cool. Mm. So, that, so you know if you're an anime fan. Keep an eye out because housing, you're going to get a live action and hopefully it doesn't tank like Death Note. And lastly, Demon Slayer wins a cultural award. So Kohayoru Kotege, which is the, he's the one who, who wrote, um, who, who, the manga artist who wrote uh, Demon Slayer. He was recently awarded um, by the Minister of Education, Culture, Sports, Science and Technology. He was awarded a cultural award, which celebrates, um, the aspects of Tanjiro. So you know how Tanjiro was, uh, he embodied the motto of friendship, effort, and victory. Like, you know, he was, so Koyaharu was recognized by the Japanese government for his uh, contribution to culture. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's them recognizing his protagonist as like an ideal, like um, like that, that someone that has values that like human beings should follow. That's pretty cool. And that's also, also, I forgot to mention, and for the contribution to the Japanese economy for how well the movie did. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Bro. That broke records left, right, and center, man. Mm. <laughs> and it's an anime. It's funny that it's an anime that broke their record. And it's, 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 it's so becoming of Japan, you know? Yeah. That's so much good anime, like, that's out there and people just don't know about it, man. Like, like you, you could tell some of your like you know your cousins and stuff to watch Demon Slayer, but then when they see that it's a cartoon, they'll just be like, "Hey, like, or they see it's a cartoon, mm. just like, hey, I'm not gonna watch that." But like, far you watch it, man, like you get hooked in. So much good story, like multi-layered and multifaceted, and. But I think like like now people know what anime and cartoon is like. There's a there's a big like differentiating factor when you see an anime and a cartoon. Like it's. Like now, like back then, it used to be so niche being an anime watcher. Now it's just it's because it's everywhere. Yeah, on TikTok, on like Instagram, on like it's anime has become so like inverse and inverted into our subconscious now that it's like a lot of the tropes in that that people like you know make and like things like it's we know straight away that that's mm-hmm. an anime. Yeah, so, yeah, Damn that's man. uh quick there's little quick snippets that we like to add to our podcast so you know if you didn't feel like you were informed on news in the geek count and in the geek and nerd culture kingdom you have just been schooled (laughs) yeah and that brings (coughs) us to the end of our podcast simba is there anything else man you would like to add before we wrap up nah man just uh yeah nah nothing (laughs) happy gaming everybody happy anime watching and yeah thank you for tuning into our podcast and watching our youtube snippet um youtube where can they find you? as well where they where can, can f- oh yeah you guys can find me uh same as always simba sensei underscore ng on twitter and instagram gram. on the gram same here you can find me uh at ricky senpai underscore ng on instagram twitter and also check out our youtubes you know we upload to it uh daily 
Oh, not, I wouldn't say daily, but three to four times a week. Mm-hmm. And our podcast is out. You can check out our video segments on that. Also, our newest, our second episode of uh, Ricky Senpai's Gaming Journal will be released in a couple of days' time there. So tune in nice. for that as well. Um, and yeah, hopefully a Simpa is working on a project as well for you guys to enjoy shortly. Actually, he... I might, I might, yeah, I might be working on the new Resident Evil demo that just came out. Oh, that demo came out. Yeah, I think it came out like a day ago, two days ago. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Is that what? What that a new? Is it a new Resident Evil? Or is it like yeah, a... Resident Evil Eight? Yeah, so seven was the last one that came out like about three, four years ago, I think. Because they said on, the... on PC or Xbox. Um, the demo's on PS. So. <sighs> Yeah, you know, boot up your PS. Why is that on PS? Is it a is that exclusive to PS? It's not exclusive to PS. It's just that they get it first. Yeah, yeah, they get the demo first. That's why I think that if PlayStation really want to flip the script on this battle between them and Xbox, those Capcom games need to come out for free, man. So many Capcom <laughs> games out there. Nah, Capcom when they get their games go for free, man. Without like a hefty. Because Capcom <laughs> is like they've got a really good relationship with Xbox, bro. Like they do. They definitely do, but like, I don't know if yeah, I don't know if PlayStation have the money for it. They, you know. they do, <laughs> they do, but they, I guess, uh, never mind. But yeah, man, that's cool. I'm excited to to see uh, see your video on a demo. How long is yeah. the demo, by the way? Do you know how long it is? I don't know. I think it just plays up to a certain point, but you kind of get the feel of what the game is supposed to play out like. So yeah, expect that in the next couple of days. I'll do like a little first impressions. Yeah, um, I'm excited for it. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. a zombie games. Yeah, man. Love my zombie games. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us uh, for episode 20 of the Nisian Crossover Podcast. And we'll see you guys in the next one. See, see you guys later. See you.